Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Bollocks with me, Howard Smith, your host with the most bollocks. Although, no more than anybody else, but, you know, I like to call it Talking Bollocks because it's what I do. Welcome back to Talking Bollocks. I'm assuming that you have been here before. If not, well, you know, strap yourself in. It's not normal. I am your host. My name is Howard H. Smith. I does this here podcast. I sing in UK thrash band Acid Rain. I have been doing stand-up for over 20 years uh, as a character Keith Platt. KeithPlatt.co.uk. Does anybody use websites anymore? Um, I am also the host of the Motorcast podcast, the official Motorhead podcast. I'm also host of the football podcast, The Reducer, What I Do With Two of my mates you can find that somewhere too so guys hello hello it's nearly christmas yep for those of you that celebrate it it's happy holidays if you don't but you know it's still a time of it's a family time a time of giving a time of overeating a time of reaching for the indigestion uh bottle or packet Whatever your, whatever your favourite is, to just try and feel a little bit better. Now, um, I've got an apology before we go any further. Um, I haven't got any, like, tons of stuff for you to listen to over Christmas, the usual Christmas specials. Um, my mother has just had the all clear for cancer. Yay! That is basically... Um, what's been going on in the background recently um, I've been staying with her nursing her and yeah I've just basically really been pushed so you're still going to get your podcasts you're just not going to get you know Christmas ones but the main thing is yes mum got the all clear for cancer that is a massive fucking relief so anywho anywho that's what's been going on in my life, but more importantly, and why you tune in, oh, there's one from the past, um, is what's been going on in the world of metal since last we spoke. Well, straight away, my thoughts are with exploited uh, frontman Watty, um, who um, collapsed on stage in Colombia with a suspected heart attack. Um I, I mean, the weird thing is, right, this is my relationship with Watty of the Exploited. Um, he used to come to all of our gigs that we played in, in Edinburgh back at the day. Back in the day, we'd put him on the guest list and we'd never see him <laughs> except when we were on stage. And he would sit at the back um, with a bunch of other punks, really enjoying it. I've never spoken to him. I've never met him. Um, it's just, it's, but it, that's cool. I like, I, I, I really liked that. Um, so anyway, uh, I, you could say I've got some skin in the game on this one, but do you know what? When any singer of any band has a heart attack, never on stage or not, you're obviously going to wish them the best. So obviously, all the best to Watty from this incredibly important podcast, which is going to get like reported everywhere in it. Howard H. Smith from Acid Rain, brackets UK thrash band, if you've never heard of them, sends best wishes to Watty. That could be a pan, that could be a blabbermouth article. Now, some of you there will have, will have noticed what the next story is going to be about because I nearly slipped up there, didn't I? Yeah. Okay. I nearly called it Panamouth or something like that. But yeah, what I was doing was saying blabbermouth while looking at the word Pantera. And my favourite story about Pantera is, well, it's not even a story, but it's just a, a posted in, on blabbermouth uh, way back in December the 2nd. And it says, watch Pantera sound check for first concert in over 20 years. Now, I have, you know... Coming back after 20 years, it's fucking amazing. Oh, we're going to get to see Pantera. Loads of fucking shit about whether they should be doing it or whether they, you know, is it Pantera? Should they call it Pantera? Oh, fucking hell. But that that's the story for me. First sound check. First sound, I mean, who doesn't want to be at that, eh? Fucking hell. That is blabbermouth scraping a load of footage off YouTube and turning it into a fucking story. But, you know. It's what they do. It's what they do. Um, next up, great quote. It's Dino again. Dino Carrizares says Fear Factory singer is 36 years old and, inverted commas, basically 
unknown. Brilliant. It it now seems that rather than Dino like touting February next year as this big exciting announcement, it's almost like he's he's really trying to lower expectations. Whether or not the idea originally was to just build towards February next year and it's a way of keeping them in, in keeping them in the press and all the rest of it. I don't know. But one thing's for sure, and that is that uh, this story has really sort of gone downhill now. Um, so basically, your announcement in February is, yeah, we're going to announce somebody that none of you have heard of. So it will literally be like, pick a name of anybody, and that's who we're going to announce. It's basically not exciting. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, uh, just announced... Lamb of God and Creator announce support for 2023 European Tour and it's our friends Municipal Waste. Awesome. Um, municipal Waste in kind of like arenas. That's going to be interesting. That is going to be very, very interesting. Although, it, although to be fair, um, yeah, maybe not arenas. Okay. That show in London is scheduled for uh, Brixton Academy. Uh, Manchester, Mandarin. yeah, so no, not not arenas. Yeah, I suppose I've gone a bit early there, haven't I? Lamb of God and Creator. Yeah, it's not exactly a fucking great tour, don't get me wrong, and I'll be going to that. Although I have to say, I have to say, in my early breakdown of albums of the year, I have found Lamb of God's album, um, Lamb of God, Lamb of, uh, a, a bit disappointing, if I'm honest. Um, uh, yeah. Omens. It's um, it's just a bit fucking yeah, just a bit kind of like yeah. Well, that's out. The new Lamb of God album's out. You know, cool, fair enough. Moving on. Um, I don't know whether to do this or not. It's it's basically it's it's the whole um, Metallica's enhanced experiences and ticket pass uh, packages on M72 tour range from $400 to $7000 look Metallica definitely know that they have a lot of fans at a lot of different earning rates you know i mean when you when you are a band the size of Metallica it's not like, you know, I see people going, oh, you know, why can't they make it cheaper? Haven't they got enough money, etc. And, and yeah, yeah, I mean, because that's that's the thing, isn't it? That's always been a thing. It's not. It's not. It's just not. Um, if you want to spend. Four thousand three hundred ninety eight dollars. Right. This is what you get. You get a ticket for both shows in the same city city of your environment of your chosen environment you get one backstage meet and greet no that's not both nights that's just one night with two members of the band which includes a photo taken by tour photographer and a group conversation with members of the band remember to complain if you don't like the conversation that's not them that's me um one production tour led by a metallica crew member and an on-stage group photo brilliant a group photo, it doesn't say who with, and you're going to get shown around by a roadie who's basically going to go, this is the stage, that's the bass blower, but you'll be fascinated and blown away anyway. Uh, one ticket to the snake pit, an exclusive standing section located in the middle of the stage for both shows in the same city. Mm. Party with other Metallica fans on both nights. Don't you think it's a bit early doors to be going to be going with one of your major benefits is getting pissed with other Metallica fans who were lucky enough to afford the same ticket you did? I mean, I don't see anybody getting excited about the thought of having beers with other Metallica fans. It's a Metallica gig. I would say that's potentially not a fucking exclusive, although it is if you go to the official Black Box pre-show lounge, which includes three complimentary beverages. And it's handily as well as appetizers and bar snacks. So, you know, this, this uh, what we're we looking at again, this uh, nothing else matters snake bit experience for nearly four and a half thousand dollars is shaping up really well, isn't it? You also get two limited edition um, show specific posters, cool, 
autograph set list cool commemorative city specific concert ticket i mean really you mean a concert ticket as we would always known them uh limited edition metallica merchandise item there's a lot by the way there's a lot of asterisks going on here uh, a down an mp3 download of both audio shows um express lane at a designated merchandise stand how cool is that they are telling you that one of the benefits they're giving you is that you can give them your money even quicker. <laughs> That's brilliant. That is actually there as a benefit. We are going to we're going to give you an special express lane so you get a designated merchandise stand. Brilliant. <laughs> Fucking hell. And finally, on-site perks such as priority check-in, dedicated support staff and a fast lane tra- track into track lane into the venue. Um the asterisks are band member participation will vary by show and it's not announced prior to the event. Only one meet and greet per weekend package purchased. The two asterisks are only one backstage tour per weekend package purchased. And the three asterisks are per weekend package purchased. So that's it. That is the nothing else matters experience. After that, you've then got the moth into the flame experience. I'm not going to do that. You've got the one enhanced experience. You've got the frantic early entry GA package. You've got the seek and destroy reserved package. And you've got the Luxitura, Luxitana platform experience. Oh, my God, that's $7,272. And basically it says here, oh, the raised platform. Should we see what the raised platform is? One exclusive viewing platform for a group of up to eight people with an unbeatable view of both shows in the same city. Net platform beverage cooler stocked with complimentary beer and soft drinks. Awesome. We are going to get you so pissed you can fall off your platform. <laughs> Access to the official black box pre-show. Like, so, uh, yeah, basically everything else there. So, right, okay. Are you interested? Not. I've rattled all that off. Didn't really expect to be doing all that. But, you know, that's one of them things, bro. And finally, this is so talking bollocks. This is so me. I apologise in advance. Tommy Lee's Calabasas House burglarized okay here is the news both sides of the atlantic this is for everybody listening you may think i've lost the plot i haven't it's just something that i really really just went off on a tangent okay the word burglarized yeah i Got, got a bit of a problem with that. Got a bit of a problem with it. So I looked it up in the Oxford English Dictionary, which is the, 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 the dictionary of choice, okay? It is for the English language. And when you put the word burglarised into Oxford Dictionary, it says, and I quote, we were unable to find anything about burglarized because it's not a word to burglarize not a word burglarized not a word burglarizing not a word burglarizes not a word you get burgled you've been robbed my house was burgled yeah i was burgled but i wasn't burglarized no that's a that's a word that literally according to the oxford English Dictionary does not exist. And this is the Oxford English Dictionary, which adds words every year. For instance, and word of the year this year, or phrase of the year, word of the year this year, goblin mode. Goblin mode. Okay, so it's pretty up to date. That's all I'm saying. So maybe burglarised is a load of fucking shit. All right? I know, the weirdest thing to get wound up by. And I'm not one of these fucking grammar nazis etc but it just did my head in it just did my absolute head in god knows why anyway that's enough for me i'm fucking rambling um ladies and gentlemen it is now time for the interview now i as i usually say and usually do i had a great time doing this there is no video we did this on uh, skype as opposed to zoom um so you can just sit back and relax had a as i said had a great time doing this um 
And the weird thing is, right, I've had, I had Tom on the motorcast, which gets a mention early doors. And, um, and we, had a right, we had a right old chat on that. And he was great. He was really, he was just really open and really, um, really willing to talk about everything. And um, here we, we, you know, we go back over the last few years because um, there's a lot to go back over. And without further ado, I introduce you to the German thrash legend nay just the thrash legend that is tom angel ripper of sodom hi dude hi how you doing uh very well mate very well um it's it's a it's a little while since we spoke because we did the motorcast didn't we yeah it's a time but i have a lot of promo activities around the new stuff you know you know all the time with a new album come out you know i had a lot of interviews and promo activities i like it <laughs> <laughs> i know what you, i know what you mean i i really enjoy doing it as well i mean well i do i do this when i'm not doing it you know myself um i think i think it's oh, yeah. fun it's nice that you know that people are interested yeah 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 do you got the new, do you got the new album um i the label sent it to me um this morning so all right I, so i've literally I've, I've managed to get through it once um okay. but uh but one thing that struck me straight away was um uh was the production you know you've 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 really kept it like old school oh yes yes i think that was that was on a high professional studio because we have a we have a small studio at our rehearsal room with digital recording you know and um yes our, our drummer tony he's a producer and engineer you know and i want to i don't want to have a high polish production you know? i want to have it more old school you know um we we want to keep the spirit of the older songs you know yeah and if you do do a bigger production it's not it's not a new album you know we want to we want to keep the character of the older songs you know and um yes i think we did it, you know. The sound is great, you know. It sounds good, you know. But it keeps the magic in it, you know. Yeah, sure, sure. And um, and of course, I mean, being a being a five piece now, it, it's it's that that was a big change for you guys. Oh yeah, oh yes, oh yes. I think it's a big change. Also, when we're gonna play it live, you know. Um, I remember when Bernerman was still in the band and, and Maka. I always talk. To Bernard to get a second guitarist in a band, you know, but he was never really interested in, you know. I think he never accepted a second X man by side, you know. And then when I, when I split up with Bernard and Maka, the door were open for me, you know. And uh, yes, now with Frank Blackfire on the guitars and the younger guitarist York, you know, yeah, it's a better sound, you know. Even if you have a live set, you know, our engineer, our live engineer always taught me you get a better stereo sound on the PA, you know. And also, if you do the songwriting process, you know, it helps, you know, because you get more ideas from guitar players in it, you know. Yeah. And that's what you're going to see on, on Genesis 19, the latest studio album. And there were different, there were typical Frank Blackfriars songs on it. And also York is a metalhead, you know. Uh, um, he's a bit 30, you know, and he's a big metal fan, you know. He's a metal collector, you know. Yeah. He came up with so many ideas, you know. It helps, you know. And I know I remember back you know when I was a big Motorhead fan was there was always a three piece band you know like Venom or Motorhead or Tank in the beginning you know and I remember I was a little bit disappointed when when Tank or Motorhead get a second guitarist because they changed their music in my opinion you know yeah but no it's not in Sodom you know we always keep doing that what we want you know yeah and it's a and it's a lovely combination the two guitarists as well because you've got Frank back after all these years and, and and you know you're on the younger d guitarist as well that must be a great combination yes i think so i think frank is it's a, it's a cool guy you know i think he's uh he he has a different style playing guitars you know or writing songs you know but it helps to get it more colorful you know to make get more ideas into the songwriting and then all the stuff you know it's it's cool, you know. At York, he's really it's it's bringing fresh blood to the band, you know. Also, the new drummer, you know. Yeah. He's a very young man, and it's my opinion the best drummer in Germany. You know, <laughs> I'm so glad to have this guy in the band. You know, now we are able to m play more faster songs, you know, or more 
what blast beats in it, whatever, you know. We never we, we never think about what we're going to do when we start writing songs, you know. We just do it, you know. You th- this this sounds like a kind of um, not not that you'd gone stale in any way, but this this sounds like a real kind of sort of rebirth for you, a kind of a, almost like a, a second career. I don't know. You know, I'm gonna be 60 years old next year. You know. Well, you don't look <laughs> it's, it. It's not my second career. I think I have a couple a couple of years to do it. You know. No, because we always have good albums out. And remember, the last yeah. album was, was Bernamon was a Decision Day, which was a great album. You know. Yeah. And a lot of people um, told me you are dead. You know, you cannot you cannot do a better album than this one. You know, that's not true. You know, we have so many ideas for writing songs. You know, and uh, now I think now I, I see it on my tour plan. You know, now that after the Corona is gone, you know, we have so many concerts on weekend shows. We are planning so many things for next year. You know, touring, playing everywhere in the world. You know, now the time is right coming back. You know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So um, obviously, the pandemic has sort of slowed that comeback, um, but uh, it, it, by the sounds of it, it, it's it's kind of benefited you really because you've you know it's given you that much longer to work on the new album. Yes, yeah, that was the only positive, you know, because we got more time for writing songs. You know, um, we have so many shows. You know, we we look, we, we we lost a lot of money. I can tell you, no, you know, but yeah. um, in the end, all the shows get postponed to next year or tour was canceled. You, nobody knows what's going on the next month or next years, you know. So we had a lockdown in Germany that was forbidden to go to the rehearsal room and, and playing with the band, you know. We never mind, you know, we fucked them, you know. We, we spent so many time for writing um, new songs. That was the only positive, you know. When you are touring, you're coming back from a weekend show, you know, you all the all the stuff is packed, you know, you are maybe you are tired and it, it don't help for writing songs, you know. Um but that was your in this case that was your only positive, you know, that we find more spent more time together, you know. Yeah. And that's uh, but that's you know, there's there's always a positive. You've got to find a positive no matter how bad things are. You know, there's always something good that can come out of it in this case. It's it's a cracking new album. Like I said, I've only listened to it once, but um, I'll be going I'll be going straight back to it. I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, but what a shame, you know. We 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 had we cancelled so much, too many shows, you know. All, all the other bands around me, or all the other artists, you know, and nobody gonna really help us, you know. And um, for a musician like me, you know, making shows is the only it's the only chance to make money, you know. You yeah. can't make money if you're writing songs, you know. Maybe later, if it's a good-selling album, you get a little bit from record companies, you know. Um, we got offers for playing live shows during this corona stuff, you know, playing without um, audience, you know. Just doing a kind of YouTube show, you know, without any people in there, you know. That is not the, that's not what I want to do, you know. Yeah. That is not my job, you know. Or we get offers that was really funny. Um, in Germany, it's called Autokino. Oh. Yo, you go to this. You go. It's an over-air oh. cinema by car. You know? And every, everybody watches, and then and instead of applauding, they hit their horn and flash the headlights. It's it's not. I said no way, no way, because <laughs> the sound is coming from yeah. a, from a, from a radio into the car, you know. And uh, the band is acting on stage, and and there is no and you see the lights coming up and down, and it's it's not what I want, you know. I want to do a heavy metal show, you know. You can't you we can't wanna, do a we gig. We want to play live, you know. We want to play in a smaller club. We want we need the contact to the fans, you know. Yeah. Because when we're gonna play, it's not just the band playing, you know. It's everything, you know. It's the people out there, you know, doing the show, you know. Yeah. So so we had to wait, but now it's going. We had so many shows after this, you know. And I really, really enjoyed every minute on stage, you know. That's yeah. what I want to do. That's my job, you know. I can't imagine being on stage and looking out at the front row and it just being cars parked. That's like, that. that's not a show. Yeah, yeah it's, it's amazing. Especially when I do the smaller shows, you know, smaller clubs, you know. Yeah. And you get the more contact, you know. We, you know, we are, what I can tell you, we are no rock stars, you know. We are no, I know there is a lot of, um, musicians are doing the show going 
up on stage and going going down, you know, going to the car, going to the hotel, whatever, you know. We always want to give the people something back, you know. They're going to pay the price for everything, you know. Yeah. We want to stay there for a while, if possible, doing a meet and greet or doing a signing session, having some beers together, you know. And that is that is sort of, we are no rock star. We are just metal, metal fans making music for a while on stage, you know. Yeah. And... Um, that is very important to say that we always do the music for the fans, not for any record companies or publishers, whatever outside, you know. Yeah. And um, so we enjoyed really every minute on them, you know. Even if you're playing on a smaller clubs, you know, like I remember we played in England um, in the underworld. We yeah. played a couple of shows. I was thinking of the was, underworld. It was amazing. Yeah. Know? It's completely different when you play in Wacken, you know. <laughs> uh, yes. On a big yeah. stage, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. and eighty thousand, maybe more people waiting for the headlining band, you know. Yeah. But if we're gonna play in a smaller club like the Underworld, you know, people coming just to see a solemn show, you know. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Mistake, you know? Especially if it's in the summer and there's sweat dripping from the ceiling and everybody's just going for it. It's it's fucking awesome. I love playing that place. Oh yes, I love it. So we so what we're gonna plan coming back for UK, you know. That's um, good. We, Maybe a small tour next year, you know, whatever, you know. And, um, yes, the time is right. Also, we want to go to U.S. America next year, you know. Yeah. Because Sodom sort of was not so often in U.S. America. And peop we played, last month we played a Mexico Metal Fest, you know, with a lot of American bands, American fans also. And they asked me, why you never come to U.S.? You know, do you hate America, whatever, you know. <laughs> no, that's not, that is not the thing, you know. We need... We need a serious promoter who's going to help yeah. us over, you know. Yeah. That is important. You know, especially when you go to America or England, maybe nowadays, you are not more in the European Union, you know. You need all the, yeah. pe the paperwork to do with the paper sheets, you know. Whatever you need, some visa stuff or working license, whatever, you know. Yeah. And when we, when we did the paperwork, we can go, you know. Yeah, everywhere. You know. Well, I'm I'm, I'm exactly so are, the we, same. You know, we are sitting at home waiting for offers, you know, and there we go. You know, my bags are packed all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're we're exactly the same. I mean, um, we we've um, uh, we're going to we're touring South America in March, and we've had we've had loads of offers from South America, but as I'm sure you're well aware, it's a tough place to play because most there's a lot of promoters who are who are fake. And, um, oh, yeah. so yeah, it's taken so long promoter, you, know? you know we need somebody who really do, do his job you know yeah I remember a couple of years ago we were supposed to play the the Maryland Death Fest you know it's, it's a festival in US America, yeah yeah you know? and this got to oh we get no papers for you you know you just come as tourists you know we can't you know yeah yeah we can't go you know they know exactly oh you're a band solo what you gonna do here you know and if you work, and if you work, you you make money. And if you make money, you have to need some papers, you know. That's yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but I think we work it out for next year. You know, we have so many plans. You know. Yeah, it sounds like it, and um, uh, and the label are right behind you. Yes, it's um, yeah. There was the label. Yeah, I think we are we are with SPV now from the beginning. You know. Yeah, I know. It's amazing. And, um, it's amazing. I was looking um, at that. It's we, incredible. And we had we had a break for for three or four years. We went to Gun Records or Draka Records, coming back to SPV on two thousand one with M sixteen album, you know. And the next album will be the last option, you know. So we will talk about what we're gonna do if we find another record label. But I want to stay at SPV because. They always did a great job, you know. We are friends, you know. Yeah. After all the decades, you know. Well, also, and, it's uh, like it's like better the devil you know, you know. Someone tells you they're going to do everything for you, but you know what you're going to get with SPV. Yes, we will. No, you have to know that the complete uh, back catalogue from Sodom, you know, is sold to BMG. It's another German. It's another international label, you know. Yeah. And. Um, yeah, that's what we also talk about. You know, with, you know, we need we need a good contract. You know, and we need a good deal for it. You know, but I think with SPV, I'm really sure we get it. You know, because we are planning the next album, maybe next year or 24. You know, I don't know. Time is running so fast. You know, we we'll see what happens. You know, but we want to do. We get the next option 
for the next release with SPV, and then we'll look what we're gonna do. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so when does it when does it all start? When is it all kicking off? Sorry. Uh, when when do the plans start? Or are you still are you still putting tours together? Or you know, are you going to be announcing dates soon? Or oh, we got we got a lot of dates for next year. You know, there are some plans. You know, um, we we get some. We talk about a South America tour also. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, what we're gonna do now in the beginning of next year, writing new songs. You know, because there's a January, February, we have no shows. I think, and this. This will be a time where we spend together writing songs. You know, we have a couple of yeah. songs together. You know, for the next album, and I can tell you, the next solo album will be the heaviest ever. You know, <laughs> right? It's a promise. You know, what I want to do, my dream is the next album is um, working in a more professional studio, uh, maybe doing kind of analog recording, like in back in the eighties. You know, and we talk about. Um, a studio in Berlin, it's it's which is called Hansa Studio. You know, it's a very big, a very famous one. Yeah, I've, I've dream, heard of it. Yeah, you know, I, my dream is get Harris Jones back. Yes, on a panel, you know. <laughs> yes, good old, good old Harris. Yeah, one, you know, and he's still a good guy. He's still good mixing live shows. He, he's always in music scene, recording scene, you know. And maybe he gonna he gonna help us, you know, for the songs, you know, and. Uh, yeah, that's we'll see what happens, you know. But we are still working on on new material, and when we get all the stuff together, we we talk about booking a studio, and then we talk about release the album, you know. That we have to check up with the record company, you know. Uh, yeah, but it's 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 the best way to use time when you're not when you're not on the road is is working on new material. I know that's very old school because we're gonna rehearse two or three times a week. You know, I know other bands that never rehearse, you know, <laughs> because maybe the drummer's living in America, the guitarist's living in England, you know, and they start writing songs by MP3 trading, you know. Yeah. Which is not the same, you know. I want to be together with a band doing doing a jam session, you know, drinking some beers, talking about everything, you know, and try to write a new song, you know. Well, also, and, uh, you, you never know what's going to happen in that situation. It's it's the spontaneity that is that isn't there in an MP3. Yeah, you, you never know. If you come out of the rehearsal room, you get a new song or not, you know. But it's the only way for me for writing better songs, you know. Okay, one well, my guitarists have some ideas. I have a new guitar riff. You keep gonna send me, you know. And um, I gonna try to write some lyrics about it, or I try to arrange it. What is the chorus lines? What is the first lines what is a pre-course whatever you know but we have to go go to the rehearsal room putting everything together you know yeah and yeah. that's the only way for me writing magical songs you know, better songs you know. and and when it comes when it comes to lyrics um are you a because lyrics are, I'm, I'm you know i've always been a lyric writer and i'm always fascinated by how people how other people's processes work it, I, you know, I'm I'm a quite quick writer. I know friends of mine who spend weeks, months, and still aren't happy. How's it work? You know, <laughs> how's it work for you? I don't know. I know I have so many inspirations for writing songs. The whole life, you know, the whole shit what happened in the world, you know. Yeah, it's inspired me. You know, I don't know. Sometimes I wake up in the night, I get some ideas for songs or for lyrics, you know. And I go down, I, I write it down by pen, with a pencil, you know. And sometimes in Germany, I then go to translate in English, you know. But um, there is so much material I can write about, you know. That's, um, you know, some people say there is, the solemn lyrics are too political. I think there, there is no political, there is no politics in my lyrics, you know. I just describe how bad the world is, you know. I, but I know I cannot change anything, you know, with my lyrics, you know. But I can go up on stage and scream it out. Yeah. Stop the war, whatever, you know, whatever I'm going to tell the people, you know. And uh, But there is no political message in the songs, you know. Yeah. Some people say, oh, the sort of, the band is more to the right. Some people say they're more to the left, you know. 
we are not right or we are left. We want to live in a better world, you know. Yes. We want to live in a peaceful and more democratic world, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wait, well, that, 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 that's that, what I'm going to write on, you know. I don't want to write a newspaper article. I have to write lyrics because I'm a songwriter, you know. I have to do it in a more lyrically way, you know, and it has to fit with the music, with the guitarists I get from York or from Frank, you know. But it's really funny to do, and I always have ideas, you know. And I, I know what your friend said. Sometimes you you start writing a song or lyrics over weeks, and you never get finished with it because you always change something, or you are not really satisfied with it, and you put it away, you know. I know that is sometimes a problem, but um, yes, I always have had a lot of time, and I always have so many lyrics written down without any music, you know. Yeah. Sometimes it helps to have a lyrics without any music, and the guitar yeah. player try to write, arrange something on it, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the thing is, with when when you when you sometimes again, I do the same. Sometimes I will hear a song and think that set of lyrics fits that song not not like a pattern or anything like that but it's like almost like the the riffs sound like the the, the words that i'm saying do you know what i mean yes i know exactly what you mean you know um yeah but there is no special way to do it you know there is no, no blueprint you know no. how to write a song you know how to write lyrics you know um I never found YouTube videos how to write the lyrics. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. it's always coming from here. You know, and sometimes it makes no sense for some people. You know, um, but I always try to do the best lyrics ever. You know, I want to try good lyrics with a theme. You know, we're gonna write about war all the time. You know, but it's not the big war. It's not the big politics behind the war. You know, it's a small war. The war of the small man fighting in a jungle man against the, the other man you know these enemies you know it's like like writing a script for a movie you know yeah like this. yeah yeah well speaking of which the um i said the uh the um production was old school and speaking of movies the um there's kind of like a movie element to the artwork for the album um and it and it's very old school it's it's i saw it and i was just like oh my god that is that, uh, if if someone sees that you just think well that's the cover of a thrash metal album do you know what i mean it's like it couldn't be anything else yes it's all when it comes to the cover you know i always think you know i remember the, the latest release we worked together with uh, joe petakno you know which is a motorhead founder you know he he was the one who yeah. created the motorhead skull you know yeah. snaggle tools the war pick the warhead whatever it's called you know and um, i i don't have any idea for cover you know and he said okay no don't worry send me some lyrics and if you recorded some new songs send me you know and he get really big he get into the material you know and i remember I get an email, I'm finished. The cover is ready, it's finished. And I don't know what it what it was, you know, <laughs> the latest one. And I get a PDF file on my computer, which is um, 500 megabyte, whatever, you know. It's coming down very slowly. <laughs> Here it is. This is a new Sodom cover, you know. And I was surprised, you know, I was really, the, the cover was amazing, you know. That was really the best Sodom cover ever, you know. Yeah. But what is the best Sodom cover? What there is some, you always have the Knarrenheins on the cover, you know. Yeah. So we are a little bit limited making a cover, you know, even on a new one, you know. And I, uh, it was Adrian Canto who did the latest cover for our 40 years box, you know. And I talked to him, he's a good friend of mine, you know. We need a cover in the next two weeks. <laughs> you know, okay. We don't have any time for discussing what to do, you know. And he came up with the idea of putting um, the X-Men, you know, and the Knarrenheins putting on, being together on one cover, you know, fighting, you know. Yeah. And there was the result, it's, everybody knows. I like it. It's really old school, you know. Yeah. And it, it fits perfect to, this reflects really the 40 years we did, you know. Yeah, and that's, was there any point during that, 
where you where you kind of realize what you're doing i did a i did a 30 year anniversary something recently and 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 whilst i was going through the process you it it, it all can't starts kind of hitting you really that, that you know how long ago it was and everything that's happened in between and can i believe you know i'm where i am yeah the, you know i should tell you the, the first idea was for the 40 years anniversary i want to do a live record you know I know Solom fans waiting for a live album, you know. But what we told before, you know, we got no chance recording shows, you know. We couldn't find proper shows recording something, you know. And um, remember, we had a, a sampler called Ten Black Years in 95, you know. It was just putting together a sampler with existing material, you know. That is not what I want, you know. Yeah. And my idea was choosing one song from each album and re-recorded with a new line, with the current lineup, you know. And the record companies with Oli Hahn, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great idea, you know. You have, got to, you have one year of time recording all the stuff, you know. And then we start listening to all these Sodom albums, you know. And that was really hard to decide what, which song we want to take, you know. We don't want to take the classics or the, the hit singles from each album, you know, like Agent Orange from Agent Orange, whatever, you know. Yeah. And then we realized we have so much, so many good songs on each album, you know. It was really hard to decide, you know. Yeah. And so we listened to all the albums, especially if you go to the first ones, Obsessed by Cruelty, In the Sound of Evil, you know. <laughs> Our drummer said, okay, what, Chris Wichanta, what are you going to play there, you know. And um, he tried to keep the Wichanta, typical Wichanta drumming, but playing more accurate, you know. Yeah. And uh, a couple of songs were completely out of timing and out of tuning. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's what we 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 tune our guitars and our bass guitars for the recording, you know. But we don't change anything. That was important to me. Don't we don't want to change the arrangement, the music. We don't want to change the lyrics, you know. We we take it one by one. So, but keep the spirit of the of the original ones, you know. I know a lot of people told me when I listen to Obsessed by Cruelty, I want to listen to original album, you know. I understand what they mean, you know. Sure. When I want to listen to Mordet's Ace of Spades, I, I listen to the original one, you know. Yeah, but this shows, this sample just reflects what we did over the 40 years, you know. And it's, and people like that we choose songs that are maybe underrated, you know. There are a couple of songs we never played in the studio, in a rehearsal room, on our live shows. You know. But in the end, it helps us choosing for the next set list, you know. We want to put a lot of the, from these songs into the upcoming set list, you know. I don't want to play the same set list over years, you know. That is not what I want to do, you know. Sure. So will, will you mix the set list up as you go as well? Take, you know, add songs, yeah. take songs off, mix, mix it yeah, around. We, yeah, yeah we, we took a couple of classics. Um, we want to change it from show to show, you know. Yeah, well, the good thing about that as well is, you know, sometimes set lists get leaked. Well, they always get leaked online, but if you if you've got a moving set list, it 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 keeps people, you know, on their toes. Yes, you know, especially when when we're gonna play a headlining show with two hours running time, you know, wow, maybe more sometimes, you know, we can we are able to choose, you know, when when we're gonna play on a bigger festival with just forty five minutes running time, you know, what can you do? These are 10 songs, maybe 12, you know. You have to put the classics in it, you know. And you also want to promote the latest albums, you know. Yeah. It's always hard to decide, you know. Um, but when we're doing a headlining show, you know, we are able to, to change every every night, you know. Yeah, and that's and that's great because people, you know, people come to multiple shows as well. So they're getting a different, you know, they're getting a different show every night. Um you know, I saw, I saw, when we talk about Mordet, the latest Mordet shows over the yeah. years, you know, they always got the same set list, you know. <laughs> yeah. They never, they never really changed, you know, that, even Slayer never really changed, you know. Um, well, but we, that is the thing, you know, we are always in contact with the fans, you know, and we talk about which song you like, listen to the next shows, you know, and there comes songs, uh, you never played songs from, Epitome of Torture. You never played songs from M16 or 
Code Red, whatever, you know. And after we listened to all the songs from each album, you know, we we, we came up with the idea for doing this song is a good for the set list, you know. So when we, we tried to rehearse it, you know, there are a couple of songs who, who don't work live. I don't know why, you know, because we we recorded more guitars in the studios and the atmosphere is not there, you know, but there are the most songs we are able to play live. Yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Some sometimes and sometimes it's a song that you think is is is, is gonna really go over well live. And at, at some point it's like it's almost like somebody somebody in the band at some point has to dare say it and go, It's yeah. I, I I don't quite think this is and then everybody else goes, Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> yes, I, I remember we, we played in Bergen, Norway, a couple of months ago, and we played the song Equinox, which is a song from the Obsessed by Cruelty album. Eh? All the people getting crazy about this old, very old song, you know. You know, here we go, you know, it works, you know. Yeah. If you perform it, and if you are able to play it live, you know, with, with two guitarists, it's easier, you know a couple of songs with, one, with just one guitarist you cannot play every song you know because even my bass guitar cannot replace a second guitar you know yeah. but nowadays we are able to perform to do everything we want you know that's awesome so is there is, so there's effectively stuff you can play live now that you've that you've just never been able to play sorry so there's effectively stuff you can play live now that you've never been able to play Yes, yes. That is the thing. You know, now we are, I think, um, even the, the musicians have to get more interested in the older material, you know. I think Bernemann was a guy who was really interested in listening to Obsessed by Cruelty stuff, you know. I know what you mean, you know, but if you are playing in a band, you know, you have, you have to, you also represent the, the band's history, you know. Yes, yeah. That is important. And our guitarist York or uh, the drummer Tony are big solemn fans, you know. He came up with the album Code Red, you know. Code Red is his favorite album, you know, and there are so many songs on it, you know. All right, let's do this one, let's do... We, came, we played a couple of songs from Code Red, you know, but there are some couple of songs missed, you know. So we're going to yeah. do it now, you know. So that that is a second chance for me nowadays, what we talked before, you know. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. That must be great fun as well, going back and rediscovering some of those songs. Yes, and that is what we're gonna do the next time. So, you know, we we um, we don't want to leave our fans disappointed. You know, that sort of was boring. You know, they're always gonna play the same shit. You know, all right, there is no show without Bobenhagel. You know, I know, or Agent Orange stuff like this. You know, we have to do. People are waiting for. You know. I never seen a motor show without Ace of Spades, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but but if you have two hours running time, you can do twenty five songs. You know, you are able to do it. You know? Yeah, yeah, and go into the really deep cuts. Nice, nice. So um, I, I mean, I know I said earlier that it's a, you know it seems like a, um, uh, a a second kind of career, but it's not often that. Um, I speak to somebody who is as deep into their career as you, but is, is as enthusiastic as you clearly are. I mean, as we're sat here talking, you know, you're, you know, you're, you're clearly just absolutely loving this. Yeah, you know, that's my life. You know, that's I'm. I think solo now after all the years and decades. You know, it's 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 the biggest part of my life. You know. Yeah. And I'm, I really enjoy it. You know. I hate the traveling around, you know. I hate airplanes, you know. I hate hotels and, and airports, you know. <laughs> well, that's going to suck. But being on stage, you know, the one hour or two hours, it doesn't matter. That really helps me. Uh, that's like a therapy to me, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even in my age, you know, I'm going to 60 years old next in February, you know. And, um, yeah, some people ask me, when, when do you want to retire, you know, when you stop doing the music, you know, I don't know. You know, that's, um, I'm still... I still love this kind of music, you know. I'm yeah. still, I'm still, I'm healthy and I'm creative, you know. That is important. Yeah. I, you know, I think, I this, think, you know? I think this kind of music, the music retires you. You don't retire from the music. <laughs> Maybe you know, but I know sometimes, someday the party's over, you know. That what I respect so much, what 
Tomariah did, you know. He said, okay, this is my last show. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And after this, the last song, I go home. Forever, you know? Yeah. It's a perfect way, you know? And I know that he talked to, in some interviews, he, he's touring all the time, you know? He never sees kids growing up, you know? He never sees friends at home, you know? He is so, it's the same like me, you know? I don't want to, I don't want to tour so much, you know? And, um, but also, I don't want to find an end like Lemmy on a stage, you know. Yeah. Being yeah. so sick or being with cancer, whatever, you know, so many problems and doing a show, you know. I can't, you know. I don't want to. I don't want to die on stage. <laughs> yeah. No. I don't. I, I want to die in bed, you know, like it's it's usual. <laughs> yes. So I know. I rem I know that the time will come, you know, and the, and you, the older I get. To, you know, the closer coming is the time where I have to stop, you know, but not nowadays, you know. No. We want to do some albums, you know, we want to do some our shows, you know. We want to be in a scene, you know, but, but I, I know some the, the day will come, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's it, it also physically you'll you'll know. I mean, that's that was Tom Araya, wasn't it? It was it was the whole it was the physical part of it that was just yeah he got yeah. physical problems you know was his problem with the neck yeah like me yeah. you know but Tom Araya couldn't bang anymore you know he couldn't turn his his head around whatever yeah. you know he got a he got a lot of massive problems you know yeah I read it I remember reading an article where he said that it just it it, it wasn't as much fun anymore to no, to then, do what then he it's did gone. Then, it, then it's over you know? yeah if I have if I need to, medicine to go on stage, you know, or some painkillers before I go, Gion say I can't, I can't go, I don't go, you know. I know that. Um, and if you're a musician in my age, you know, always I don't have any problem. I have problems with my ears. I have a tinnitus. Yeah. You know what it is? Yeah, yeah. Same yeah. in English. I don't. Yeah, same in English. And yeah. I, and I, I talked to my doctor. And he said, as long as you're gonna do this music. Especially on a stage, you know, the monitoring is very loud, you know. It, 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 it don't get better, you know. You have to stop doing the music. And maybe you get a chance to tinnitus coming more down over the years, the next years, you know. But I said I can't stop doing the music just because I have tinnitus, you know. That is not, uh, that is not enough to well, stop. From, well, also, know? also, not that I'm a doctor, but tinnitus is is like they know so little about it and how it's caused and how to treat it it's 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 a real affliction uh, for some no 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 my doctor is a drummer in a heavy metal band you know <laughs> <laughs> well that helps yeah he's he's playing in a band called um hate.com <laughs> oh really it's it's a german it's a german metal hardcore band you know he knows exactly what, what i'm talking about when i go to him you know but he said, "Okay, if you're doing this, you know, you 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 get the results later, you know." <laughs> yeah, true, true. Well, you know, that's it. But it's 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 a price worth paying, I guess. Yes, that's a price you pay. You know, um, you know, I smoke too much cigarettes, you know, but I don't drink anymore. I don't drink so much, you know. I um, I stopped drinking at home, you know. That's a big one. Um, that that helps. I don't I don't go to the bars on the weekend. You know, you know when we have a show after the show, I get we get some beers. I put my Jack Daniels. You know, after a good show, we be together with the band. You know, but I never drink at home. You know, I never drink outside. Whatever. You know, that's that's good. Yeah, yeah. It's it, well, it, it's you know, it, it, there comes a point where you just have to do less because you want to keep doing what you're doing. Yes, what? Yes, I know. When I, when I when I never, you know, I was alcoholic years before, you know, decades before, you know. But if you're getting older, you're getting so much in alcohol, you know, abuse, whatever, you know, you can't do the job, you know. I know that some musicians get drunk on stage before before they go up on stage, you know. I can't. You know. No, no. I forget my lyrics. I forgot my guitarist, you know. Well, and, also, um, I also I, I think I it's... can't do, do. You can't do it because. The people they pay the price, you know. They want to see the show. They want to see you yeah. sober and doing your job, you know. Yeah. It's it's disrespectful, and as you said, it's disrespectful to the audience members and doing your job. Well, you can't go to work pissed. 
you know you get well, you can't go to work pissed you get sacked you know you can't go you yeah, can't go yeah. to work drunk yeah and we we, we got to play life you know <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I, so I know that a lot of metal bands don't play life anymore you know I heard some rumors and also yeah some, pro tools secrets of vocals coming from the computer whatever you know or the guitars whatever you know that is that is not that is that is what I don't want to do you know and and if I'm able to perform and doing my vocals, you know, I will do it, you know. I have, now I've been a little bit colder, you know, but um, I still still have the vocals doing a show, you know. Yeah, yeah. But I don't want to do any any, any uh, playback shows, whatever, you know, it's with the vocals coming from the computer, you know, I don't know it. I can't ever imagine Sodom using uh, Pro Tools to uh, to thicken out the sound somehow. No, no, no. I know there are bands they they do, you know. There's, oh um, yeah, we both wanna, know. They want to make they want to make a perfect show, you know. But heavy metal don't have to be perfect, you know. You cannot do, you cannot be perfect every night, you know, on every day on the stage, you know. That's always different, you know. The vocals are always different from show to show, you know. Oh yeah, and tell me about it. It have it don't have to be perfect, you know. That's punk music. It's metal music, you know. We know where we're coming from, you know. We are metal fans making music you know it yeah. never have to be perfect you know? yeah no I totally agree Matt look um, uh, Tom I've, I've really really enjoyed that man um, it's been a pleasure speaking to you and seeing you this time as well it's great because um, I, I didn't get to see you last time but look when you come over uh, I live in London oh, I, think, I live in London think the some, underworld there, I will some, see you there there is a festival Dom, Domian Festival Dominion Dominion Festival oh yeah, yeah. we're going to play there yeah. Um, if I get to that, I will see you there. But if not, I will see you next time you're at the London Underworld. I will, I will come up and introduce myself. Yes, I want to come back to Underworld. We, we really love it. Oh, me too. We really man. love it. Me too. We're playing yeah, there. Yeah. We're playing there in February, so I'm, uh, I'm excited for that. It's All right, cool. my friend. All right, you, you take yes, care. And, uh, take care and uh, see you soon. And that was the lovely Tom Angel Ripper, um, top man really great chat and um I, I mean i really do love chatting with the old school guys as well who've been doing it for so long and funnily enough you know we some people are, are, are don't really want to venture or talk any you know about um retirement about you know what lies ahead but tom there is really really honest and you know more than happy to talk about it to or, you know the elephant in the room of you know not getting any younger and um yeah i mean i'm i'm 52 and i've got to admit starting to feel it a bit you know it's there's there's a, a lot needs to be done to stay fit put it that way um and speaking of which i mentioned it in passing up top but um it's been it really has been massive um my mother getting the getting the all clear as I'm sure anybody listening knows when a close relative gets the all clear after cancer and if some of you listening it didn't work out that way then my heart breaks for you it really does especially this time of year which is a tough one all I can say is and, and I'm, I'm not one for overt statement, statements of sentimentality or anything else but seriously get everybody close give them big hugs you never know when they're not going to be around. Look after it. Look after yourselves. Look after each other. Have a happy holiday season. And I will see you in 2023. Yeah, that's right. And no, you're not getting a podcast on fucking New Year's Eve or New Year's Day. Okay? I got things to do. But there will be something... There'll be some little bits and pieces coming out over Christmas to try and keep you amused, okay? But seriously, hug everybody, look after each other, be well, and come and see Acid Rain. Oh, God. Come and see Acid Rain on tour. Just announced dates um, for February and April, and there will be more to come. So get stuck in and track those dates down, buy some tickets, come say hello. And of course, shout bollocks before we come on and someone else shout bollocks back. We're going old school. 
Anywho, it's been fun. Take care of each other. Bit of pleasure, never a chore. Next year, it's going to be fucking eight years since I started this podcast. How time has flown. Thank you, one and all. Till next time.